The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning and welcome to the At Home with Roby Show. I am your guest today, Trent Haston, and I have a special guest, David McGuire, filling in for Patrick McIsaac. Hey everybody, how's it going? Man, I didn't think you were really going to be here. <laughs> oh what? man, I like making myself laugh. Uh, I am here, yes, live and in person. Wow, where'd Patrick go? Uh, you know what, I don't know. We haven't been able to find the body yet. Everybody so. knows we record this during the week, and, and Patrick's got some things he's handling. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, nice to have you in the show, David. Yep, appreciate you having me. For those that don't know, David McGuire is the Roby Family Chief Operating Officer and one of my very best friends in my whole entire life uh, from the ninth grade till now. Oh, yeah. We roll, we roll deep. 14 to 44. I think they call that 30 years. Man, it's wow. crazy. I just had my 44th birthday. Getting old. You, you've been 44 for a little while. January. I got you beat by a few months. Yep. Always more bald and more gray. <laughs> Man, don't yeah. even have hair, and you got gray beard. Oh, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, probably, probably a little bit of uh, environment plus a uh, little. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. so David and I met at Harding West Side High School, uh, the Rams, Harding U. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we got a cool, cool guest today. We got one of my dear friends that I, I met at church uh, years and years ago when we when we joined Still Creek Presbyterian as a family. Uh, David McCorkle, and and he's a true Westsider. He, he went he went to Harding a long time ago. He's not a poser <laughs> he's like me. He's sitting in here grinning. <laughs> yeah, he's not a poser. He's no, uh-uh. uh and, and David will tell when he comes on. Uh, but one of my very best friends from Harding University High School. Uh, from the west side is a, a guy named Brett Douglas. We talk about Brett a little bit on here, and his father Danny Douglas is, is was best friends with David McCorkle. So generation, yeah. generation pass. So awesome. uh, yeah, God rest his soul, Danny. Danny was a cool dude, and it's Father's Day. Yeah, special day. Yeah, when you gonna have some kids? Uh, more kids? Yeah, how many <laughs> more kids y'all y'all having? No, nah, I think we're good, dude. I think we're good. Yeah. So tell us about your kids. Yeah, appreciate it, Trent. Uh, happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, I've got three children. I have uh, a 14-year-old that's turning 15, and we're going through the uh, driver's ed experience here, um, and that is that just blows my mind every day. Uh, 10-year-old, that's, that's my son, oldest son, Aiden, and then Jack, my 10-year-old son, Um uh, he keeps us hopping with all his uh, sports and activities and baseball and all that stuff. And then I've got my daughter, Alex Alexandra. Uh, she is five, and uh, she is just an angel. She's cool. a princess. So That's great. Very fortunate. Well, good. And those that don't know, I have five children. Reagan has six, everybody says. So uh, <laughs> she includes me in that pack. I'm an old child. Old at heart. Uh, Tatum is 14. Rowan is 12. Piper is 11. Four to seven, and Knox is two. I guess the real question is: Are you still going to have more children? Uh it's not a hundred percent no, but it's 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 up in that it's up there. Uh, but I scientifically, we could still have a child. Scientifically, yeah. Uh, I, I love our children, and and I you know I think responsibly after you have multiple children, you know, financial comes into a play. I think mm-hmm. we're we're blessed to, that we could, we could raise afford to have another child in that sense uh 
but but we're getting older you know yeah. i mean we got a 14 year old down to two uh, and reagan just turned 41 i mean she's 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 built like a 25 year old man i'm lucky uh but at the same time science does play a part in this whole thing and you got to move on with life at some point so well hold on you got to make sure you got to be able to move the uh, the youngest into the uh, college dorm you start working backwards you start realizing you're in your 60s uh, that's right you know, i don't know man i just remember <laughs> i actually saw a picture a couple weeks ago of when our parents your your father and my father and me and you in front of morrison dorm the day we moved in i do yeah. remember that very vividly yeah me too uh 36 years ago and uh or 20 26 years ago excuse me 26 um yeah but yeah and your dad he was a great guy uh frank mcguire uh he loved giving me a hard time about me getting you beat up in college yeah yes that was uh that wasn't one of our finest evenings um (laughs) i guess it (laughs) It was really morning (laughs) It was yes. Uh, if you know anything about college students and what they do as freshmen, those great uh, guys. I try. They kept trying to leave, and I kept telling them to come back. We had something for them. Well, I didn't realize there was like twelve of them. They certainly had something for me. Um, yeah. That we wore that. Uh, we wore the evidence to our uh, high school uh, dance. We came back for the high school dance. Our oh, girlfriends are still in high school. Uh, that if, was. Uh, if y'all ever have watched the show Martin Martin Lawrence. He got beat up on that television show. It was a television show in the 90s. He got beat up on that show by Mike Tyson in the show. It was a sitcom. <laughs> and his head was all swollen up with all these knots on it and stuff. It was so funny. That is how I felt that whole weekend. It yeah. was bad. Yeah. But uh, so knowing your dad in high school, he was a diehard as you were nc state fan he was an nc state alumni oh yeah tried and true and i was a true carolina fan and so he had a lot of choice words with me throughout my high school career then you went to carolina he really kind of stopped that but i gave him something new to pick on me about every time i ever saw your father (laughs) every time uh until he passed away he would first day he would say you got my son beat up How you feel? To make you feel good? <laughs> Man, leave me alone. Oh, oh, Frank was tough, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. He was. A, he was a hard knocker. And then my father, Ron. Uh, God rest his soul. He was. He's the patriarch. Was the patriarch of the uh, of Angel Roby and taught us all a lot. And yeah. was fun to fun to knock around with. We used to toss pitch quarters against the wall in the office after work, and he'd play for like a nickel or something. Yeah, we we called him Papa Ron, and it wasn't just because he was Trent and Travis and Taylor's dad. It was because he was like a father, and uh, you know, gave us all guidance. So he that's kind of that was his mantra. He he decided not to notice some things that we did when we were growing up, and I think that's a good trait. Don't take life too serious. Let these kids do what they're gonna do. Just try to keep them safe. We thought we were smooth, but he was he was he he, he knew he turned the whole a time. blind he turned a blind <laughs> eye. Uh, but he uh, he told me I said, Dad, I said how how did how did you get us through? Because we got lucky. There was a lot of where we could have made a turn and and not be here, or done something. You know, could have went the wrong way. And he says, Son, he said, I raised you in the church. I figured you stray for a while. Hopefully, once you have a family, you get back into church. I prayed a lot, and no matter what, you're my son, and I'm always going to love you no matter what happens. So I'm going to cry. So, uh, yeah. A lot of grace there. A lot of patience. So we got David McCorkle hailing from the west side when we return. Hopefully, you're having fun, thinking about some good memories. We're going to keep it going when we return. You're listening to the At Home with Roby Show. 
Welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I'm Trent Haston, uh, filling and filling in for Patrick McIsaac. Today is my partner, David McGuire. Hey, Trent. Happy Father's Day. We hope you're enjoying uh, the the Father's Day show. And we have a, a special guest in the studio today, one of my dear friends that, that I, I met and go to church with, David McCorkle. Good morning, sir. And David McCorkle happens to be in the real estate business. That's correct. All right. What's the name of your firm, David? Lake Wiley Realty. Lake Wiley Realty. He is a true West Sider, just, just like me. He can't get out that, the smell of that old Catawba River, right? It's all over us. Does it smell like dead catfish? Uh, maybe more like chemicals. <laughs> with chemicals. with chemicals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. The human body is pretty resilient, right? <laughs> At least mine is. I made it this far. Yeah. I used to swim in it when it was green, yellow, purple. I used to drink a lot of that water. Ooh, I try not to oh, anymore. Oh, me too. I've got some good lake stories too. But happy Father's Day to you. Now I get to pull the kids around on the day. All they want to do, I'm like, you don't want to ski or, or wakeboard or hydro slide, kneeboard. They go, no, I want a tube. I know. I want to try to flip us off the tube. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to hurt my kids. I got a good ski story for you when we get a break. But I want to hear it. Well, let's talk about your father for a minute. What and, about and, him? And my father, too. Let's do it. And it's a bittersweet day for both of us because we've both lost our dads. Yep. And my dad was extremely helpful to me and important to me in my life um, to make me successful. Uh, He was a simple guy, working class hero, but he was a wonderful person. And he was the biggest influence in my life. And I know your dad was also. He was was great. and, and I didn't realize this. I have two of my dear friends uh, from the construction business, probably my two oldest best friends from the construction business. Uh, my career is, is Randy Burris and Reed Harkey. And and we met, started hanging out 20-plus years ago. And, and I didn't think much about it at the time, but both of those fellas lost their fathers at a young age, relatively. And then they're a little older than me and then come along – uh, 15, 14 years later, and then I lost my father. Uh, but but it's a special bond. I think it, I think it makes people more sensitive, more more sweet. Uh, if you had a bond with your father and, and and they're not here, I think about him every day. And I know you do your dad. You know, I think of the Cecilisms. I was a little scared of him, you know, because I was afraid of what might happen if I did get out of line. And I had older brother Steve that he 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 got out of line a lot, but. Uh, Dad was always there for us and uh, probably the biggest influence. So my dad loved his tools. He was a woodworker. And uh, my brother left his handsaw. I actually have this handsaw now in my shed. I actually saw it yesterday. My brother left it out by the wood pile. He was an old knocker, and I was like eight. My brother was 12, and my dad found it and thought I had left it out on a Saturday. Told my buddy to go behind the wood pile, and he proceeded to. <laughs> my buddy said, Good God. Scott Trotter said, That guy's crazy. He's over there whipping that boy with the saw. He was trying to get the, trying to get the rust off of it. <laughs> my dad, Cecil, was a was sheet metal mechanic. He was master at the art. Really? Yeah. And in our old church, the uh, remember the steeple caps that are there? They're prevalent in all the photographs and, and pictures that you see, paintings that you see. Yeah. He made those by hand. So really? He could, he could make anything. He made go-karts for us. He made all kinds of things when we were kids. We didn't have the money to buy things. He made them. He made go-karts. That's, really That's cool. something now. Yeah. 
Did uh did he go to Steel Creek? Dad. Yeah. Yeah, Dad did. Plus my grandfather, great grandfather. I've got a few hundred years out there. So Dad, Dad had kind of. We grew up at Mulberry Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. You know where that's at. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's on the west side for real. And uh, my dad was a true Baptist, and and he he would come to church with me a little bit uh, when we got involved at Still Creek. I think you saw him around the church. I some. Did. I he always came on work days and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> when I needed the carpenter. <laughs> and uh, and I said, "Why don't you just join? You know all the guys here. Why don't you just join? You seem like you like it." He said, "Man, your music it don't it don't sound good." He said, I don't think I can do it. It's a little liberal. <laughs> too upbeat for him, right? It was too upbeat, not as Southern him uh, did, satisfying. Did it, they were playing some guitars and stuff over there, Trent. I think we had a had a piano player. <laughs> nah, yeah, we. I don't think we had. Yeah, maybe maybe we had a guitar. Randy yeah. Higgins was probably up there playing the guitar. Ooh. He said, "Ooh, guitar has power to it." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How dare you? And we didn't baptize right. You didn't dunk them all the way down. You just put water on their head and pat them down like That's a little. Right. Go, go run on now, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have a story about my dad. Uh, I always talk about my dad. One thing he was really, really good at was he instilled confidence in in his family and his kids. And I mean, uh, gave me confidence that I have today. And and I had a I had a friend whose parent got got God bless him. When I was in the sixth grade, uh, the father committed suicide, which is tragic and terrible. Uh, and and as a sixth grader, you, you, it scares you. you. You start to wonder, oh, man, is that something my father might do, you know, which is terrible. Uh, and I, it took me about a week to get the courage up. I remember riding home from basketball practice one night. We were on Bright Road. It was country road. It was all trees. And I got the courage right before we got home. I said, Dad, I said, would you ever commit suicide? And he stopped the truck in the middle of the road, and he looked over at me. He said, Son, he said, I love myself too much. If you ever find me dead, you best go find a killer. <laughs> and and, and then, he, then he turned around, and he just drove down the road, and that's all he had to say. I'm over here trying to explain things to people, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think the older generation was good with – short concise ways to say stuff that meant a lot right yeah um what amazed me about my dad was he not like i said he was a working class hero went to work every day wore a uniform name on his shirt it's all he ever expected my brother steve and i to be is, is somebody a tradesman he always yep. would say if you learn a trade you don't have to ever worry about being unemployed and him and his brothers were um both in world war ii um his older brother was there for about three years, nonstop. And um, then Dad was there for about a year in India, Burma, China. Um, and they were getting ready to go into Japan towards the end of the, end of the war. And I don't, I don't think I'd have been here if that would have been the case. They came back and then um, never really talked about it. I got my uncle to talk about it after my dad died. He wouldn't talk about it before. Hmm. These guys were, you know, tough. World War Two. World War Two. And what what branch of the military? Army. Army. He was cavalry. My dad thought army veterans were wimps. 
he just he just said cavalry, so I don't know about that. <laughs> he was cavalry. <laughs> Listen, Dad they were did, riding horses Dad across did, the Himalayas. Yeah. Dad did not think Eating they were yak. He loved <laughs> my dad was a true patriot of this country, and he respected anybody that ever served our country. Mm-hmm. But he was a Marine, so he had to let you know that the oh, Marines yeah. were the toughest. Uh, and he <laughs> served his tour, and then his brother, he in Vietnam, his brother got drafted. His brother already had a child, so he went back and served his brother's tour. So his brother wouldn't have to go. Mm-hmm. And he got shot 36 months over there, month 35. He got shot, got a Purple Heart, and, and was in the infirmary. That's when he started smoking cigarettes. And he, and he smoked smoked his whole life, mm-hmm. and I and he said, "I said, why didn't you smoke the while you were there before?" He said, "That's what all the lazy people did." He said, "That's the only <laughs> reason why you could get a break over there was mm-hmm. if you smoked cigarettes." He said, "I don't smoke. I had to go work, boy." And he used to always tell me. I, he said, you read all these business books and stuff, you think you're going to retire at a young age? You crazy. He said, son, you're going to work till the day you die. That's just the way it is. And he meant that. Yep. And, and and also he felt like if you didn't work your life, you, you would die. Right. You know, if you didn't have anything to accomplish and get some pride in doing something and, and being around people. That's mm-hmm. it. Might be what's the matter with this country today. It is. I asked my dad, I said, what was your main objective when you were over there? And he said, stay alive. Yep. My dad said the same thing. That's what they teach him. Mm-hmm. Well, David, will you come on another segment? This yes, is fun. Sir. I got another, a little bit more military story, and then we'll go in a different Do direction. Do some river with stories. Dads. River rats. I got a good river story. Oh, Lord. David had some time on the rivers, too, didn't you, McGuire? That's good times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember getting hit in the head with a rock down on the river. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do that. I can't protect my head. All right. We hope you're having fun. We hope you're thinking back, reminiscing some. Got love in your heart. You're listening to At Home with Roby with David McCorkle and David McGuire. We'll be back. Welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I'm Trent Haston, your head host today, replacing Patrick McCosick, and we have our guest host, David McGuire. Hello, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having a special Father's Day show, and here we got guest extraordinaire David McCorkle Helen from the west side. I can smell the catfish on his breath. <laughs> Riverview Inn. <laughs> oh, Captain I Wendy. I love that place. They tore that building down, man. I went by there the other day. I didn't see it, but of course I was on the bridge. Well, I think the I think the state bought it. They're going to widen. I mean, they've been needing to do this for 40 years. They're going to mm-hmm. rebuild uh, Wilkinson Boulevard Bridge over the river. Uh, it's a very narrow bridge. And... Uh, and if you're not careful, you're running to that pile. I take up two lanes when I yeah, go across you, it. Yeah, My dad gotta, got pulled over one time for straddling the center of the two lanes, uh-huh. and cop pulled him over. And I was sitting there, and the cop walked up. He said, "Sir, you know you strat." And my dad that wasn't a drinker or anything, so he cop probably thought he had been drinking. He <laughs> said, "Sir, you know you straddling the lane." He said. Look, what you want me to do? Hit the pylon? You crazy, man. I'm what I'm supposed to do. Guy said, Oh, yes, sir. Have a good day. <laughs> I said, Dang, I need to be like oh, that. It's like guy. 75 years. It should it should have been repaired. Yeah, it should have. I've seen a lot of people hit that pylon or or mm. or, or it's tight. where it's busted up from people hitting. <laughs> so, one thing about my father, military wise, is he used to love watching the movie like Pl- Platoon. Mm-hmm. But there was a television show, I think, came on every Thursday night called The Tour of Duty. 
and I think it was about Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And he loved that show, and he would get up about three feet from the TV that sat on the living room floor, and he'd have his ashtray, and he'd smoke a cigarette. He wasn't supposed to be smoking cigarettes. He smoked cigarettes, watch that show. My mom come in yelling at him. He's, he'd put the cigarette in the ashtray and slide it under the couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> and it's smoking, smoke everywhere. So you were smoking. You thinking back about it. You thinking back about being in the military. And he said, would well, you shush, Billy? <laughs> Leave me alone. But he never talked about it. And then when he picked me up from college, uh, my freshman year, we were going snow skiing, and he came and got me, and my mom drove uh, my sister and her friend up, and we met at, at the ski resort. And I, I, I got the courage to ask him, I said, did you, did you don't ever talk about it? I said, did you ever kill anybody? He, he said, son, it was me or them. It's the way it was. And that's all he said. I said, mm-hmm. I said okay, I'll shut Didn't up Didn't want to know anymore. He, yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of those guys, like we were talking about Danny Douglas mm-hmm. and Brett Douglas, um, Danny was in Thailand, and of course they were. He was in the Air Force, but they were loading airplanes full of chemicals the whole time. And my cousins, your dad, they all died of cancer. Yep. And yep. It's the, that war's been over for fifty years now, basically. Because when I was in high school, it was coming to a close. Yep. I mean, I was still draft age, and I think maybe seventy four, seventy three, seventy four, something like that. It. Um, drew to a close but the chemicals that they were using are still having an effect on our population 50 years later yeah Yeah. and 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 my dad my our cpa steve tinsley who was a dear friend of our families and my father's he always used to when my dad was healthy said you need to go get checked out for for agent orange or or you know as a veteran and my dad would never do it he was so old school and stubborn he said that was my job leave me alone so uh i wish he had uh, maybe they could have found something early and, and taken care of him. But he used to eat asbestos for lunch in the 70s. That's you right. know what I'm saying? I mean, asbestos was the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> I remember Excellent. I remember Insulator. when I was a teenager, <clears throat> we we tore down. A, they used to have asbestos shingles was popular in the, in the 60s, mm-hmm. I guess, 50s, 60s, 70s. And, and we demoed a couple garages that had asbestos. We did it at night. Yeah. Because <laughs> making asbestos go in there. You but didn't want to have to. That was a long time ago. Y'all can't come after us for that. <laughs> <laughs> but the other day, I was pulling my kids on the tube, and I told Reagan. Reagan was riding. And I said, man, I said, this is deja vu. I said, I was that kid 30 years ago. Being pulled around, I was doing the same figure eights and everything that my dad did. Exactly the same route, mm-hmm. right in front of my house. I live beside the house I grew up in. So. A little shallower right now, though, isn't it? Or, or is it? It's a little, <clears throat> we got good water where I live. Uh, but yeah, if you're not careful, there's some shallow spots. I know where they are. Been doing it for a while. <laughs> I'm down on Crowder's Creek, and there's some really shallow spots oh, there. Oh, man. I mean, there was an air, there's an area back there that we used to put our boat in at. And now trees are growing up in it, so oh wow, it's really suffered a lot. That's probably one of the worst cases of sediment issues that we've got on the lake. Wow! So tell Best me, example. You said you had a river story. I got a good river story, and back I guess in the '60s, about the mid '60s or so, my dad liked to he liked to boat, and he liked to teach us kids how to how to ski and fish, and you know he he kind of grew up on the river because he's a Steel Creek guy, and they used to. Well, like he said, used to walk to the river, you know. <laughs> it's one of those typical, he, he walked to school five miles in the snow, uphill both ways, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had this little boat. 
uh, I'm not sure what year it was, early 60s or so, one of the first fiberglass boats that came out. She was probably about 14 feet long, and it was called a tomahawk. And it looked like a 57 Chevrolet in the back with the, the tail. Oh, wow. It had, it had a, the tail, a yeah. sharp tail. It probably didn't weigh 1,500 pounds or something with the <laughs> motor on it. So it had a probably a 35-horsepower Evinrude motor pulled to start. Oh, wow. It had a steering wheel and had uh, the, 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 the equipment that the you throttle. could use to, yeah, to throttle up on the front. Sorry, and, um, But you had to start it from the back. And so me and my brother thought we were Cypress Garden ski kings, you know. And we had these little skis, and we would go out to the lake about where the sanctuary is now. There used to be the Wildlife Club. Do you remember that? Yeah. We could camp out there, and there was a boat ramp and pier and stuff. So we would go out there, and we would practice our little skis and our little tricks, you know, going underneath the ropes and things. So one day we had... um, one of our neighbors with us, and he was standing up on the pier, so the boat was so small we couldn't get up on one ski because, you know, the, the drag was just too much for the boat. It just couldn't do it. So we'd get up on two skis, and then we'd go around the cove, and we'd come back, and we'd drop one off, mm-hmm. and then off we'd go. And, you know, I would tuck underneath the, the rope, like, playing like we were Cypress Gardens kings <laughs> and stuff. So we made one pass around one time. I'm not sure whether whose fault that it was, but we all suffered for it um we got a little close to a shallow area i lost control ran into my brother he ran over me Mm. um the the neighbor got out on the dock jumped in to try to save us well my the the fin on the back of the ski had come across my elbow right at the funny bone and i was bleeding profusely oh man Mm. (laughs) and my brother fell in about six inches of water going 35 miles an hour oh man (laughs) he was skinless when he got up right oh you just made my body hurt (laughs) so anyway doug was his name he had jumped into the to the to the to the lake and there was some spare concrete i guess they over poured the the piling or something like that and broke his ankle so neighbor yeah to save you to save us so we ended up in the hospital, all three of us that day, from a skiing accident. Man, that's some river rat stuff there. <laughs> Goodness it's a rough day on the water. It was a bad day. Yeah. We learned a lot. Dad, you know, when I, I, still was, got the scar. when I was a kid, we had the neighborhood teenage, young 20-somethings come down and hang out on a boat dock. They were dad's buddies, and they'd drink beer and stuff, and they'd ski and come by the dock on one and try uh-huh. to spray everybody on the dock. Yeah. And when, when my dad was always, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. You hit that dot, you die. You hit that dot, you die. And uh, so hit, that was my lesson. I was a big slalom skier. I still still like to once a year. Like my dad, I said, why do you only ski once a year? I just got to make sure I can still do it. That's what I do now. But uh, That's what you have to do. Stay away from them boat docks. And then everybody also wanted to swim across the river, and he would never let me do that because a boat don't see you, they'll run right over you. Okay, somebody yeah. not paying attention. And then everybody all wanted to jump off the railroad trussle, and I jumped off a cliff at Lake Norman one time, and my buddy's mother took a picture, and I was bragging to my dad, said, look me jumping off this cliff, and he got real mad. He said that something could be floating about four feet deep, and you break your legs, you never be able to walk again, you paralyze yourself. So I never did jump off the railroad trussle. 
Mm-hmm. Dangerous. Uh, so this old school river rules. People don't think about. There's a lot of logs <laughs> floating in that river. Oh yeah. Uh, see them all the time. And and I barefooted some. He never really liked me barefooting because you hit a log, you shatter your foot, tear mm-hmm. you up, you never be able to walk again. So. Uh, and, and and where the white water center was a bunch of yuck water where you didn't swim there. You when you were water skiing, you didn't want to fall there because yeah. it was nasty yuck water. <laughs> now all them hipsters just play in it yuck. like it's heaven. <laughs> oh that, lord, that is too funny. Well, David, it's been fun having you. I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. Give us one thing. You're such a positive guy, a fun guy. Give us one principle you live by in life, buddy. Never quit. Never quit. Especially being from the west side, we always got knocked down. We are scrappy. Always pick yourself back up. We're a scrappy little bunch, aren't we? Exactly. Well, how can people look you up? Uh, Lake Wiley Realty, it's uh, website's uh, lkwrealty.com. We're down on the water, specialize in the water, so it's pretty easy. LKWRealty.com. You about said WWW like Alan Jackson. Thank you for being here. You got it. Thank you, brother. Hey, you're listening to At Home with Ruby. We'll be back. Welcome back to the At Home with Roby Show. I am Trent Haston today, filling in for Patrick McKaze as the head host. I finally get to be the head host. And we got David McGuire, uh, Chief Operating Officer of the Roby Family of Companies and best friend in life as a co-host. Trent, happy to be here. Happy Father's Day. And you got to listen. I don't think he let you talk much. I was listening. But Great Mr. McCorkle was he got on he was telling him, wasn't he? He's a, he's the original D Mac. Yeah. The, the, the original. That's what he said, yeah. actually. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Man throwing it around. Coming from the river. That's right. I like Man. it. Man. Yeah. Uh growing up, we we alluded to it. Uh the Riverview Inn was a nice fish camp, uh, a true fish camp right there on the water there on Highway 74 uh, in the cove. And they had a pirate with a with a peg leg named Captain Wendy that was always scared of kids. <laughs> and they had a mannequin in there, and you'd go up to the mannequin. I think somebody in the back had an intercom or something, probably somebody sitting right there looking at you. And they go, hey, oh, as a kid, you old man. <laughs> That's oh funny. man, that's good old times. Yeah, they but it's those gone away. It's gone. Now yeah. they got fancy restaurants on the water. It's, it's growing up, man. Still man. Creek, West Side, all that. It really is. Yeah, the River District's coming to Still Creek. Uh, big, big, big development by Crescent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've started on it out Dixie River Road, right above Berwick, which is a big, 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 big development mm-hmm. as well. Uh, a ton of industrial buildings out there. If you've never ridden down Dixie River Road, you need to go do it. It's going to change. It's not going to be the same. I went to Berry Hill Elementary School, which is near there. It's down Walker's Ferry Road. Uh, I would suggest uh, riding out there, but I have a memory when I was a kid. My mom's funny in some ways, and I don't know how she did, but she got lost and I remember she got lost on Dixie River Road. Go ride is similar today to what it was then. It's going to change. Uh, and she was wigging out. This is before cell phones. It was dark. We were crying. She was scared. We were crying. It was terrible. <laughs> you I had told, the payphone nearby. I told Reagan that the other day. I said, man, I remember mom got lost on this road. Uh, and then I used to get my haircut, Jim Dagenhart, the original old school barber out on 
Highway 160 there. Uh, there used to be a little barbershop and a gas station um, right there beside the airport. And, and I don't know if you remember this. Uh, we had a terrible plane crash down that road. Oh, yeah. Uh, back, back when I was a kid, I think I was 14. That's probably what? Yeah, 92. Ninety-two. I think it was 92. ninety-two. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's terrible. And 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 that road's gone now. Now it's a runway. They actually rerouted. We call it the airport road there beside the airport. But until they rerouted and tore that road up, you could see the the marks in the road. It's eerie. It's crazy. Still can see it. Wow. And then me and you. Yeah. <laughs> they took the fuselage of that airplane and. They could, I guess, so big. They discarded it on some airport property down behind Old Berry Hill Church, where I originally, originally, originally went to church. Mm-hmm. It was closed down. The airport bought all that land off Old Dowd Road. Yep. They've rerouted all that now, but they took that fuselage and stuck it in there. And when we were knuckleheads in high school, our buddy Matt Wesson had a CJ5, mm-hmm. and we went four wheeling one night and came upon this fuselage. From this plane crash, very eerie scene. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they do that anymore. I, I, I have a feeling that 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 fuselage does not go into uh, some random, random property field? in the field. Yeah, man, it was. Yeah, it was. And, uh, and we're knuckleheads. Yeah. We climbed around on it. And it was very, very eerie. But the, what I remember is how s- strong and heavy and sturdy that plane. Like you got to see basically the cross section of the airplane. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy memory. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah. I'll never forget that. So you got, man, you got to live on the west side a little bit. You go ever go down to Berry Hill and play basketball on the on the asphalt court outside with me? Uh, Trent, if we did, uh, we play basketball all the time. I'm, I know we played a ton in your in your driveway and your uh, at your house, but I'm yeah, I'm sure we did. I my daughters both played for the sale soccer team, and they played Berry Hill. Now goes to the eighth grade, so the middle school they played Berry Hill. Oh wow! I went to Berry Hill and watched them play. On the field I used to play on. Yeah. That was crazy. Comes full circle, man. It was wild. I said, this is where daddy went to school. Well, it's like when I go, when when the South Park teams that uh, my son, my 10-year-old son Jack's a part of, we go over to South Charlotte, like Old, Old Providence, and those same fields is where I grew up playing baseball, and it's crazy. All kinds of memories. I'm crazy. Yeah. And I, I tell my kids, that's where I was a safety patrol captain. Safety so I ran this school. Hall monitor. <laughs> Hall monitor of the year. <laughs> Well, David, yeah, yeah, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, it's been fun. I might, I might try to get you back another week. See what we can do with Patrick. And uh, hope you enjoyed our Father's Day show. is a very special show. Thanks for listening to the At Home with Roby show. And listen, go do the Golden Rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Carry some love in your heart. Think about your father. Take care of your father if he's still around. Have a wonderful Sunday.